It's the purple vibe, the purple vibe, it's the purple vibe. Hello. 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 <laughs> um, yes, uh, coronavirus is getting on my last motherfucking nerves. But here we go. What's the vibe today? I'm talking about what's the vibe? What's the vibe today? I'm talking about what's the vibe? What's the vibe today? I'm talking about what's the vibe? Yes, 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 yes. Pew, 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 pew. I'm gonna beat that pussy up like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so what's up, y'all? It is the purple vibe, and what's the vibe today? We are the um the shade of wine and it's more of the darker uh purples it's like i says damn near close to like black honestly um but yes we are the color of wine today because whoo coronavirus yo i'm so sick of this shit and and oh and like I said, it's so convenient that this well never mind. I won't go on that. Because I believe I've already said that. But I'm just saying. <sighs> I just um I just, I'm saddened by a lot of the stuff that's going on. And, you know, for someone like myself who's dealing with uh, BDD, body dysmorphic disorder, like, this shit is beating me the fuck up mentally. Like, my mental health has been complete trash, to be honest, since this whole thing started. And I just, <clears throat> so th this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about uh, body dysmorphic disorder and we're going to talk about um, how this is affecting those that are like myself who are dealing with that. And you know what, just people that in general that are dealing with like depression and anxiety in these times, like like, I, I guarantee you, if you weren't a person before that had depression and anxiety, you're probably really feeling it right now with uh, with this coronavirus, uh, you know, going around. You might have lost your job. You know, you might have, you know, um, 
you know, you might be sick. You might be the one that's sick. You might have a family member that's sick with it. You know, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So in general, if you're a person that doesn't deal with this shit on a daily basis, then this is your time to, to see how it, it actually feels. But for those of us who have already been dealing with depression our whole lives, this, this is some bullshit. This is, I don't even know, because it's like, even if you aren't directly affected by the virus itself, you're still affected otherwise because you had a job going out and doing shit. Or if you just were like me who have been stuck in the house all the time and you finally had the courage to want to get out. And then it's like, nah, bitch, stay your ass home. So, you know, th this is this is a new demon that all of us are dealing with at the same time and that nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. And it's just even worse. But for everybody's information and everything, like if you're dealing with something like uh, what I deal with, it's good to be on, um, it's good to be on, you know, forums and, and groups for support. And I am part of a, a group, um, you know, and, you know, I see the statuses all the time and it is, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, they're usually like this anyway because we all deal with it just in general. But now, since this shit's been happening, and I've posted a few things too, you know, like I said, the voice in my in my head that tells me all the time how ugly and unwanted and unlove unlovable I am has amplified. Like, this motherfucker is beating me upside the head over and over and over again on a daily basis since this has been happening and let me tell you why because i just i don't know there's there's when it comes to when it comes to the the matters of the heart the matters of the heart um that's where it comes out the most and even though um you know most recently, the person that I was romantically involved with, it had nothing to do with him. And, uh, you know, he did not make me feel unwanted or unloved. And matter of fact, he made me feel um, 10 times that uh, than I've ever felt in any type of uh, relationship that I've been in. Uh, even if, you know, it... <laughs> It didn't really get a chance to flourish. Um, it was a short-lived romance, but I hold it dear in my heart right now. Um, but at the same time, it's sad because it was short-lived. And because it was short-lived, um, that's where my, well, just for lack of way to explain it, my demon the one that tells me how ugly and stupid and pathetic and all the bad shit uh, came out to play, came out to play hard um, when it came to this. And again, this is ha this has nothing to do, you know, with him. It's just how my mind works because of this disorder. And...
I just, I, at some points, I really don't know how to deal with it. I know that there are more healthier ways to deal with it. But I am a human being. I am a woman. I am a human being that um, when it comes to being able to handle certain things, I tend to just say fuck it. And I grab the bottle and I drink a whole lot this weekend. I did basically the same thing that I would do when I was in college trying to work something out mentally and to shut this fucking demon up to tell it to go the fuck away and leave me alone and stop hounding me about how ugly I am and that's the reason why you couldn't fucking be with him not because you know not because uh you know of the circumstance that was happening but because no this is you you're too ugly you're too this you're too that and that's the reason why that happened. But it's not. I know logically that's not what happened. I know that uh, in general uh, that's not what was going on. And I am a person of a sound mind majority of the time. But when emotions get involved, it's a little different. And then when things are shortened, because it, like I said, it, in all actuality, it was perfect the way that it was. It was a, it was a perfect, uh, what's the word? If it had been presented in a, um, going to try to find the word. If it had been uh, presented in a, I don't want to say genuine because it was genuine, organic maybe, or just a perfected presentation where there was no circumstance going on and it was just me and this other person, then I wouldn't have even done anything. I wouldn't have even drink that much um but i like to drink in general i don't want to put that on this person either it's just (sighs) i just gotta list some stuff out man i'm sorry we're still gonna talk about other things but i just Because of this disorder, my mind will not let it go. My mind won't shut the fuck up and say that it's okay and that it's okay to move on from it. Um, And that it's okay because me and this other person are okay. Like, we're good. But... I can't help feeling like, and again, this is the disorder talking. I can't help feeling like if maybe I was prettier or if maybe I was more perfect, then 
I could have had the situation longer. I can't help but think in the back of my head if I was just different, then it wouldn't then it wouldn't matter, or that no, it would it would matter more. Um, but this is what happens, man. Like this disorder does shit to you. And I have these arguments in the back of my head all the fucking time about, you know, between my logic of what I know and what I, and versus what I, my, like I said, we're just going to call it a demon because that's what the fuck it is. And what my demon perceives. And... If you also deal with uh, with body dis- body dysmorphic disorder or in general depression and anxiety, uh, therapists will tell you that the best um, one of the best therapies is uh, CBT, which is cognitive behavior therapy, uh, of which I, I've been doing. Um, and f- like I said, this is, this is a long, like once you realize that you have this type of disorder, it's a long, lifelong battle. And, you know, this plays when it comes to my weight, cause that, and uh, that involves it too, you know, like maybe if I was smaller then maybe I would actually have a better chance, uh, you know, romantically dating, um, Cause I don't want to make it seem like it's all about romance, but for me personally, for me personally, because I am such a fucking romantic, helpless, hopeless romantic, um, that this really fucks with me a lot when it comes to that. Um, you know, I have a ton of different like romantic comedy movies. I read nothing but romance novels. Well, I won't say nothing but, but majority romance novels, because I, I like to read psychology um, articles and, and novels and things like that. Um, and then uh, at, at night when I'm going to bed, I watch fucking Hallmark Channel. And all Christmas long, I'm watching Hallmark movies. So it's just, I, I'm a big ass fucking romantic so when it comes to this particular disorder, everything usually is based about based around uh, the notion that I am unlovable. And I really wish I could say that I uh, that I could help filling this. And it literally is a day by day battle. Like today, I felt great. Like today, I felt. Um, you know, like everything's good and, you know, my demon has been put the fuck away and I don't, you know, that's why I'm able to talk to you like this. You know, when I'm in this state of being, it's very clear. I'm, I'm thinking very clear, clear headed and, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, presenting any, uh, overexertion of emotions, but yesterday, Monday, the whole weekend, my head was just very, very clouded. 
And like I said, again, ju I just want to reiterate, this has nothing to do with this person. This person made me feel so loved and so wanted. But at the same time, um, my demon was like, no, you're not wanted. You're not lovable. You're ugly. And nobody fucking wants your ass. Stop trying. Um, I hear that refrain in my mind over and over again. And my therapist and I have been trying to work on um, another way of reframing those words. And I present it in my head and I try to... Because mo most of my impulses come from being on Facebook. That's another thing. Because I'll see you post... Uh, what was the one I saw this past week? It was... Oh, yeah. It said... It was a meme that said... Uh, ugly in pictures and uglier in person. And my first impulse was to share it. And not only was my first impulse was to share it, but it was also to say, that's me. So, and, and I'm a, I'm a like pretty impulsive person. Um, you know, I've realized that I, um, I'm a pretty impulsive person when I and feel something especially if I'm like around people that I feel like I'm safe with to be able to say whatever, because I filter my words all fucking day long, especially when I'm on the phones with, you know, uh, customers and everything, been on, being in the call center world. I filter my words all the fucking time. I filter my words when I'm around my family because they don't like to hear me cuss. Um, regardless of me being a 29-year-old fucking grown woman, but whatever. <laughs> um, my family still doesn't like to, you know, know slash hear me cuss. So, um, so I have to filter myself all the fucking time. But if I'm around somebody, uh, like my friends who I know they probably get sick of me, <laughs> I say random shit because <laughs> I just need to get it out because <laughs> I'm fucking filtering all fucking day long so if i feel comfortable enough with you to be able to be like blurt shit out then just just know that you're that motherfucker you're that person that i feel safe with um and you know i just my mind has just got so cloudy with this demon that's <sighs> on me like some fucking white on rice it's just it's so hard to shake and then like I get to the point where like okay talking about weight a little bit here last year around this time is when I first started at team octopus and this is when I was doing the challenge and I lost 13 pounds during the challenge and I went all the way up to 260. Now, of course, I'm struggling between 284 and 287. So, like I said, I and I went a whole reverse. Towards the end of the year, I got back up to 295. 
Um, so when it comes to weight, like even at that weight, I, when I ended the challenge, I felt so proud of myself, but that was very short lived because the day afterwards, um, I just remember feeling like, damn, because they told me that like, once you're done with the challenge, like they don't keep track of your, your weight anymore. Cause that's what was keeping me going is accountability and I've always had trouble with being accountable for myself by myself on things this is fucking hard man there's a McDonald's on every fucking corner and you know there's one that's literally two minutes from my house so you know discipline self-discipline has not been my strong suit as I found out in that book uh what was it called I think I still have it in here. If I can find it, bench. It was basically the the four types thing, and me and Jay talked about it on one of my podcast episodes. Where the fuck is it? I know I have it. I know I have it. As I look through my desk. <laughs> gonna hear a bunch of rustling damn i can't find it anyway it it was one of those four um types of personalities and um mine was basically the one where in order to do something um i have to feel accountable and so there was accountability coach that was coaching me through the challenge. And after the challenge, they were like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Unless you want to um, keep paying $25 to get uh, these checks on the weights, you know, because they have this like this special, what is it called? Embiotic? Is it called embiotic? It's a, I'm going to just say it. it's embiotic weight scale. That measures everything, bitch. Everything. It fucking even weighs how much each arm and leg and your sternum. And it, is, it's, it measures everything on your body. And then it tells you how much water that you're intaking. And it also tells you, um, like, what's the ideal weight that you need to lose. Obviously, for me, it would be 100 pounds. Um, and if I lost 100 pounds from where I am right now, I would be right back where I was right before I went off to West Georgia, which was like 183, 183, which honestly, that would be ideal. You know, I would like to be a lot smaller than that. But hell, I think that would be uh, a good idea. Um, But... Yeah. <laughs> but after the challenge, they were like, yeah, if you want to use this weight scale to check yourself and to be accountable, because like I so said, they were weighing me every week. Uh, it's going to be $25. So like, fuck you. <laughs> You're going to have to pay this money. Honey. Um, but, you know, like I said, between weight and romantic relationships 
the BDD has always been really, really fucking hard. And now, you know, after I gained so much weight and everything, like, it just... Whew. I don't know. I, I don't think I managed I don't I don't know how I've managed to have um an Instagram account you know what I mean like these this is this is where this also goes because you know everybody's got all this all this social media people are all on these you know lives and shit and I'm gonna be completely honest when I was on those lives when I did those lives like I literally was um breaking down mentally because I was feeling like oh my god especially when I saw that one of my old 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 uh high school crushes actually came to the live I was like oh no he's gonna see how ugly I've gotten he knew me when I was skinny he knew me when I was skinny oh my god but you know and I kept talking like y'all were probably thinking you look like you weren't even nervous. You look yeah, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I was like, well, why did you do that? Because I was trying to fucking work on my goddamn mental health and trying to prove that I can fucking do this shit. It's the same reason why I did. Uh, yeah, what was it? It was the eccentrics. I tried to figure out what the fuck that was called again last time, but I, I remember it now. The um the open mic group that I was a part of in college were called the eccentrics and uh you know I pushed I would push myself to do these things so that I you know could stop with the you know with this damn demon but regardless of what I did it was still there it would still be telling me like you're fucking ugly you're fucking stupid you can't do this shit you know, no one really gives a fuck. I mean, even about this podcast, like all the time I hear nobody's going to fucking listen to your shit. Nobody gives a shit. You got people on here that are just following you just to follow, but actually no one's really listening. Like, it's just, I'm trying to fight it, man, but I lose the fucking battle all the fucking time. And you know, uh, I lost it or lost part of it last weekend, um, just over drinking, overdoing it, just, just, you know, cause I like to drink, like, let's not get this, let's, let's not get this twisted. I like to drink, but what I did this past weekend, that was overkill because my emotions were high and my self-esteem was low and, um, I just, I don't know. Like I said, it was a, it was a totally personal mental battle. Again, I just want to keep reiterating it has nothing to do with said person. But, um, I just, I don't know. I'm in a, a better mental state now. But again, this shit is like a fucking roller coaster. Like there, there's no telling of when, you know, it'll, you know, go back down or go back up. It's just, it just, uh, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. 
And I still don't know how to navigate these fucking waters. And now that coronavirus is here, like I'm stuck in the house with these thoughts. And I try to reach out as much as possible to my friends. I hope I'm not getting on y'all's nerves. I really do. I really hope I'm not. But I don't think y'all understand. Like, I have to call you. I have to talk to you because um, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. I really don't. I really don't want to get to a suicidal moment. Um, It's been a very long time since I have felt um, suicidal or had suicidal ideation. Um, But I just don't want to fucking be alone with my thoughts, man. I don't. I really don't. So I I reach out and I call my friends all the time now um, to see what they're doing and to see how they're doing, to see if they're okay. Um, You know, and I've been a loner for majority of my life, so I can be okay when I'm by myself, but I really don't want to be alone right now. I really don't. And technically I'm not because I live with my family, but let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. That's a whole nother story. Um, but yeah, this, this is what's the vibe. Uh, <laughs> it's been a 30 minute uh, vibe right now. Sorry, guys. We're going to still do the other segments. I just, I had to talk because I just, like, y'all understand, like, BDD is a fucking monster. It is a a monster that is just damn near impossible to beat. And I've I feel like in moments I have beaten it, you know what I mean? Uh there was a a comment I made cuz my one of my friends on Facebook said uh any fine black women, you know, post your, your selfie here. Well, bitch, if I'd be damned if I actually posted my own selfie there. Of course, it's an older selfie when I had the fucking uh, twist in my hair uh, with the purple hair going on, as you see on this uh, podcast, which I'm still trying to find a fucking person to do a logo for me. Um, But... Damn if I actually put my fucking selfie on there. I actually did that shit. So that kind of felt really good that I felt like I punched the demon a little bit there. But anyways, let's get to (laughs) the other segments. They're going to be a little shorter, I guess, since I've talked so much for what's the vibe. So here we go. It's your designated dream time. Wait, um, I. Man, designated dreams. I'm going to tell you about this dream I had. I'm going to tell you about this dream I had. This shit is ridiculous. So we're going to look this up together because I still am trying to decipher what the fuck this shit was. So let me tell you something. I, among other shit that I was dealing with, I didn't get much sleep either. 
you know, like, was it Sunday? Sunday going into Monday, I only had like four hours of sleep. Uh, Monday going into two, into Tuesday, I only had, yeah, three, three hours of sleep. And so last night coming into Wednesday, I finally got sleep. And this shit, I had to write this shit down because, oh my God, where the fuck did this come from? So I had a sex dream that happened and it was with someone that I do not really like. Let me just say this. Me and him have a, what's the word? I guess it's like a, 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 a playful banter, but it's also like this motherfucker gets on my nerves and it just, you know, like I said, but it, he, he's not the person that I would want to actually have sex with like, or, you know, but whatever. So <laughs> that happened and we were fucking on some type of couch and then, uh, I wind up in the hospital, which also scares me just because hello, coronavirus, um, I was in the, ho- I was in the hospital being carried up by a helicopter. And again, I'm reading from my notes that I wrote. So I was carried up by a helicopter and the doctors, and I guess I is playing on my, my mind that, cause I, I watched, uh, Grey's Anatomy a lot. So it's playing on my mind about, uh, um, Grey's Anatomy because the doctor, um, or the guy who played the doctor, uh, Shepard in there, uh, appeared and, you know, told me that I had a fucking brain tumor. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And so scary as shit. And I'm like, I'm trying not to read into that as something that could actually potentially happen. Like knock on wood, uh, say a prayer, whatever you want to fucking do, please don't let that shit happen. Um, then it's, but then here's the crazy part. Um, instead of like doing some type of crazy ass, like neurosurgery or shit, this motherfucker told me to pick my nose. What? (laughs) It's like, just, just do it. Just pick your nose. And I was like, the fuck? And so I do it, and then whatever was, I guess, stuck up in there that was close to my brain, I pulled it out. Like, what kind of... Look, I'm just going to keep reading. Y'all y'all got to follow me with this crazy-ass dream. So then I'm in the bathroom, uh, you know, and I'm... <laughs> I'm masturbating. That, yeah, that... What? Having a dream about that. And then... I wind up towards the end of this crazy ass dream that um that I'm in a hair salon trying to get my hair done and uh I couldn't because there was something going on in the fucking salon like some dom- not I'm not domestic well maybe it was domestic I don't know it was just some crazy drama that was happening in the salon and I couldn't get my shit done so I don't know how to fucking decipher this so let's try to just look this up together shall we 
looking up with dream moods, okay? Because that's my that's my go-to for uh, deciphering shit and just, like, thinking about um, dreams in general. Uh, da -da -da -da. Give me some dream moods. Give me some dream moods. So where would I start first? I guess... I'm curious about the tumor thing uh, the most, if I could find it. Because what the fuck, where the fuck did that come from? And I'm like, it only could be from the fact that I, you know, I, I like to watch uh, Grey's Anatomy. But I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy in like a week or two. So why is it popping up now? Why is it? Oh, of course they don't have when I... Okay, so let me just look it up in general. Hold on. Dreams about tumors. What the fuck is this? To dream that you have tumors according to ancient dreams bo dream books. La, 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 la. Dream books. It's a representation of feelings of hopelessness, self-pity, Grief and unforgiving for unforgiveness and also having a sense of overcoming problems. Well, you know what? That describes a lot of us probably now because of this fucking coronavirus. So maybe that's what it's representing. Um, it can denote that you are slowly mending difficulties in life. I'm trying to shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. So there's that one. Um, hospital dreaming about hospitals uh dream about hospitals a dream about a hospital generally suggests that you are that you bleh, uh, uh, can't talk suggests that you or someone close to you needs to heal a physical mental or spiritual issue or healing may be already taken in place however if someone is visiting you in the hospital it suggests that you are hurting your hurting and you need help. Well, I was being held up and uh, uh, like put on a fucking stretcher and shit. So I guess I'm the one that needed help. But, um, you know, there's a there's other people around me that need healing, too. So I guess that can represent others as well. Um, uh, what else in that dream? Uh, the hair salon hair salon. Hair salon. Da, 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 da. To dream of being in a, a salon represents uh, a wish to impress others. Hair in dreams typically reflects your thinking style. And so a salon would symbolize your attempt to improve yourself. Oh, and the, sh the fact that the shit was closed or not really closed, but the fact that the shit was like, like, I wasn't able to get that done. Oh, connection that I'm not basically that I've been not able to really improve myself or in other words, just feel like I don't I don't uh, I'm not able to um, improve myself. And I can tell you why, because like I said, I really had like this huge plan to really like go out there and and you know do things that I used to like to do and 
you know, um, travel some, you know, I wasn't going to do anything too big. Like the bigger plan would have been to go overseas and out of, you know, out of the country. Uh, but I ain't got the money for that right now. <laughs> so I was just going to plan little small trips around the U S cause I, I haven't seen the whole United States yet either. You know, I've just been on the East coast. So, you know, I was going to try to do that. So yeah connection okay see see when you look shit up because <laughs> i'm telling you right now this fucking dream was just insane okay so then what would be another another connection there well like i said f- fucking like having sex in a dream like we've already discussed this that um it's not about the sex i mean it can be and you know uh <laughs> this may not be y'all's business but I don't give a fuck anyway I'm pretty sure I've already said that I haven't had sex in a very long time it's been over two years now so and and I don't when I actually do have sex it's like a one and done situation because usually it's some fuck boy um and, and somebody that really just doesn't know what they're doing either um so you know i haven't had actual sex intercourse in a long time so that might actually be the reason this time for me having this type of dream but for the particular person that it was with i was like you know that just might actually just be the physical need for because i don't have uh, uh an inkling to really want to connect with this person that it would just be pure sex if something did happen with me and this person um because we dated like a long time ago in high school and it didn't really even count because it was like a two-week thing it always is a fucking two-week thing i swear to god but it was like a fucking two-week thing and like nah it just like i said i just it's not like I hate this person, but I don't particularly like this person either. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Um, so, and then like, okay, yeah, I mentioned about the masturbating. Um, well, shit, fuck it. We'll look it up. Because I've never actually dreamt about myself masturbating in a dream um da, 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 da. and of all places why the fuck was i in some random bathroom like i don't i don't know masturbation is one of the constitute parts or consla cons- mm, i cannot pronounce that word constituent constituent parts there we go um is one of the constituent parts of the intimate life of many people through uh though it or through it they may compensate for insufficient insufficiency of their sex life hello uh being the central plot of a dream it symbolizes approximately the same as real life but without any admixture of sexual content this there can be there is a dream related compensation for 
certain moments. And I'm getting this information from, what is this website? Ha! Checkmydream.com. Okay. <laughs> uh, you are dissatisfied with yourself, with your actions that took, ooh, why did you have to hit me that hard? That is not okay, man. You are dissatisfied with yourself, with your actions that took a different direction than you planned. Son of a bitch. Okay. All right. So that hit the nail on the head. Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that concludes our uh, designated dream time. Because, bitch, there ain't nothing else to say after that shit. Then, anyway. So let's go back uh, and do this right now. Okay. With my favorite part. Poetic Corner. Poetic Corner. It's the Poetic Corner. Everybody snap. Everybody snap. Everybody snap. Everybody snap. Sorry, I get, I get. I get, I get, I get, I get tore up. No, no. Um, where's my shit, huh? Where's my shit at? I told y'all I don't be planning shit. I do be planning, but I don't be planning at the same. Like, it was supposed to be all organized and shit. I thought I had pulled up the page, but I guess I got rid of it by accident. <laughs> so... What we gonna read today? Well, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I I do have a new poem, but I, I don't know. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> um. Poetic corner. If I can get this poem, if I could get this poem, everybody snap. Mm. You know what? I think we're gonna do something different because hell, um. Shit is different anyway. So let's read an excerpt from my story, uh, Romantically Jinx. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Romantically jinxed. I cannot make this shit up. Let me see. What would be a good... Um... Well, I just, I, I have to re-edit everything in this. So I started re-edit. I started editing uh, shit last year. And I actually, ar- around this time last year, and I stopped. I need to redo that. But let's do, let's do ten, Twin Crush. So there's a chapter in here called Twin Crush. And... Let me see if I can get. And this is based upon the these um, fraternal twins that I knew in uh, in college. 
one one's name is uh Daniel and the other one was named Jasmine. So let me see. After seeing the concert together, there was also someone there that I had danced with, Daniel. He was a breakdancing phenomenon. He was an athlete, or he was very athletic and very cute. Dumbass naive me, I didn't have a chance with this guy and I knew it. Once again, my track record with guys was atrocious. He was completely out of my league, but like a fool, I went after him anyway. He invited me over a couple of days later to his apartment where this would be later known to me as College Park Apartments. These would be host to an array of parties that I went to. It was not far from the dorm and I went over he I can't talk. And I went over wearing one of my favorite tank tops at the time and shorts, thinking I was so cute in them. Ha! What a joke. Once I got there, I was completely oblivious to the fact that he had no real interest in hanging out with me at all. He showed me his room where we walked briefly, but he also but he was so jumpy. He went up to some of the other some of his other friends' rooms on the second floor and just sort of left me alone to do whatever. In my experience, this is something you simply do not do. My mother would kill me if I just let some stranger walk around my place. But Daniel didn't care too much about that. The only person he really introduced me to was his twin. Oh, and this is my sister Jazz. Hey, I'm Tyler. What's up? I'm Jasmine. It was rather it was rather classic, really. Daniel should Daniel would be the guy I could never have, and Jasmine would be the girl I always wanted to be. She was gorgeous in every sense of the word. It never occurred to me that if they were if they were mixed until wait, what? It never occurred to me that they were mixed until I heard their last name. Um, and for obvious reasons, I didn't put that in the story. Uh, they were black and Mexican. That day, I was hoping that I could get closer to Daniel, but instead, I got closer to Jasmine. The crush with Daniel was crushed a few days later after a stupid move on my part. I always do this to myself. I decide I couldn't say the words, so instead, I wrote a note putting it in his room so that he could see it. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I like you. Tell me if you feel the same way. And those are my words verbatim, by the way. That, and again, this is playing on my impulsive behavior. That day, or the day after, he responded with a generic, I just think of you as a friend. Literally the only one, wait, literally the only thing that I, sorry guys, literally the only thing that I am as, that I am thought of as. What a joke. However, the joke is always on me. Jasmine, however took a liking to me and soon she was also a new friend of mine we went to lunch on campus went to eating went out to eat in town and soon we were partying with each other because I was so down about Daniel not liking me she decided that she would make me feel better about it in her own way after meeting Mike a guy that Jasmine would soon date uh, Jasmine, Mike, and I hung out at College Park Apartments. 
after a stop at a gas station, Mike, uh, Mike hands me a drink and it looks like an energy drink. What is it? Just try it. Does this have alcohol in it? Even though I had already had my first drink uh, before, I didn't want to drink alcohol that night. Nah, it's just an energy drink. It's good. Such a liar. And then again, I was a gullible idiot. All right, fine. I drank the whole fucking thing in two big gulps. It was good. And I have stated, and as I, as I have stated before, I have drank alcohol before at this point in life. At this time, I'm 18. The time that I first had alcohol was when I was 15. Um, but I have never been drunk. Only sips of it casually. Wow, I'm feeling good. Jasmine then proceeds to tell me just to relax. Try this. It was a black and mild. I knew it because of Rachel's mother used to smoke them all the time. And the house always smelled of it. I always liked the smell of it. However, when it, when I... However, I came home. However, I came home from spending the night there. My mom would always complain that my clothes smelled. No, you you gotta inhale it like this. She showed me as she took it back in my back into my mouth. Wait, what? She showed me as she took it back into her mouth and then put it towards me, and so I did. It was so easy to fall into Jasmine's web. She had the charisma to charm anyone to be her friend or her man. The night I was out of it and drunk as fuck, that, oh, excuse me, that night I was out of it and drunk as fuck that I missed my first class, which then I was dumb enough to take an 8 8 a.m. class. I felt so bad. I was never the type to skip class. And I'll just read a little bit more here. Jasmine appeared to be able to do everything with such ease. She was perfect until I saw how she got when she was drunk. One evening, Jasmine, Mike, and I attended this house party. This was a this was my this was my very first house party. I didn't go, I didn't go to any during high school, and I was nervous about do. Ugh, sorry, guys. I didn't go to any high school parties and I was nervous about going to this one. Jasmine assured me that I would be fine with her and Mike, so I didn't worry. Mind you, I was the one driving since I was the one in since I was the only one with the car, which is always a theme in my life. This theme again as I'm writing it, this theme repeats itself many times throughout college and even currently so now. When we finally arrived, I was beyond uncomfortable. The music was screechingly loud. There were people everywhere grinding and drinking. And there's little 18-year-old me in the middle of it. Naturally, I took a safe spot on the couch. Jasmine disappeared and then reappeared with a drink in her hand for me to drink. Since I was the driver, I had no intentions on getting drunk. So I took a few sips but then handed it back to Jasmine. Mike took a seat next to me on the couch and there were two other guys sitting on the couch that I did not know. Now, I'm going to stop there because, like I said, I'm running out on time. <laughs> if y'all like this uh, story or, you know, want me to read more later, I will, I will, you know, do another excerpt from that. But just to give you the idea of how I was feeling and how I, how I feel now with the, the body dysmorphic disorder, like, 
it really does make me feel certain ways and just like how I felt like Jasmine was perfect but I'm not and then how uh this person that I liked seems so out of my league but really looking back on it they weren't that very special at all um you know but that's just what your mind does when it comes to this disorder you start thinking that this is you know the way it is so let's go to the very last thing here it's your mellow message the moral of the motherfucking story is bitch <laughs> is look i don't know man i don't fucking know how i'm gonna deal with this body dysmorphic disorder i just know that i'm gonna tr keep trying to work on it and that's pretty much all we can do if you have something like this disorder then you know it's just you have to actively work on it every single day or else you're just going to get worse and worse and in this time of coronavirus you can use this as a time to really try to hone in on uh, working on your mental health in all aspects whether you have my disorder or if you have depression anxiety um, you know, any other uh, of the DSM-5 uh, types of disorders, bipolarism, all that shit. It's a really good time to really try to hone in on it and try to find ways to um, to cope and deal. More healthier ways, <laughs> because you could do just like I did this past weekend and be drunk all fucking weekend, but that is not... It's really not a good idea. <laughs> and I'm not looking forward to having that conversation with my therapist because we talk every week and I, I'm going to have to tell her about that shit. So I'm not looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the message today is just take each day that you're not sick. And if, you know, unfortunately you're not working, take each day to work mentally on yourself and to make yourself better now is definitely the time now is definitely the time to put yourself back into create creativity mode and do what you want to do that you couldn't do because you're going to work all the fucking time and work gets in the way sometimes family gets in the way um now is just the time to focus on you so Without further ado, please follow your girl at uh, Pretty Purple Princess Twenty Five on Instagram. No, I have not done the Facebook page, but you know what? The, I guess this is the time to do this now. So, our next podcast episode, I will fucking try to have that uh, Facebook page up for you. Um, and you know, take care of your health physically. Take care of your health mentally. Stay the fuck at home, as Samuel Jackson said. And um, as always, people, stay good. <laughs>